Hello and welcome to another episode of Overheard at the Clubhouse, our new podcast series from Gentleman's Journal, where we discuss the stories behind the stories in the magazine and beyond. And our guest today is Harry Shookman, a regular contributor to the magazine, who's talking to us about a story he wrote last week called All Gain, No Pain, Does Hollywood Have a Steroid Problem? The use of performance-enhancing drugs, or PEDs, may well be the movie industry's worst-kept secret, Harry explains. The only way, according to the professionals that he spoke to, that many of today's leading men could cook up those superhero abs at such short notice. And today we discuss the effects these treatments can have on the stars themselves, the wider impact on the rest of us, and the mysterious shadowy amerta that surrounds this dark art. Enjoy! Harry Shookman, thanks very much for joining us again on the Gentleman's Journal podcast. But today, we're off your billionaire beat, and we're on to the steroid beat, the steroid track. I don't know what we call it. Is this something you have personal knowledge of, performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs? I can see your physique through the screen. I guess it's worth making clear that uh, <laughs> from the very beginning that... Uh, <laughs> Although it was, though it seems like an obsession, I'm uh, not taking any type of performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> but okay, I do admit it's a weird, good. it's a weird, um, weird topic to get to get into, uh, to get to get interested by. But um, I, I ha- was having a personal trainer session last year, and um, I uh, was hearing from this guy that his view is that he's got a very cynical view of, of the sporting and sort of male um, modelling world. That basically yeah. anyone who makes a living from their body, you know, in a sporting sense or a modelling sense, is on some type of performance enhancer. And once you accept that, you see it everywhere. Wow. So that was the kind of spark for the story. And you've decided to focus on Hollywood, which I guess is the most out there example. Really? Is, and you call it Hollywood's worst kept secret, this kind of use of steroids or PEDs, performance enhancing drugs. Is it really that widespread that it's actually, you know, a secret that people are whispering about behind the curtain? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I spoke to um, a bunch of personal trainers who coach Hollywood actors for this article and they were all extremely blunt with me. You know, one of them mm. says that celebrities would not be able to look the way that they do, that really shredded but muscular look um, they would not be able to look that way without performance enhancers and one of them said the world would be naive to think that they don't yeah. you know, it's not like the weights are getting any heavier it's not like the protein is getting more effective uh, they are taking some type of chemical enhancer and why yeah. this isn't you know more widely known is is, is is something of a mystery to me you know one of the one of the coaches I spoke to said that you know there's uh, it's all part of the, the Hollywood magic about how you know we want to see the actors who play superheroes in movies as genuinely special so you know when they when they say that their enormous and rapid muscle gains were possible within the space of just a few weeks you know we we want to buy into that illusion we want to think that, that they are genuinely superheroes yeah of course and then they'll flog you a diet plan and a workout app off the back of it which always seems pretty dodgy <laughs> i can but tell I, that you've I, been burned by one of those <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea but i always think it's funny sometimes on the internet these images surface of like the world's strongest man in 1924 you know what i mean and he looks quite big but he's not shredded he's quite average looking he looks like you know a strong dad or something he's looked like i remember my dad looking when i was like nine years old but he's not 
he's not Chris Hemsworth. So clearly something else is going on here. It seems completely improbable. But you said you spoke to a few um, personal trainers. I'm surprised that people were blunt and open with you. Is there a kind of a shroud of secrecy over this dark art? Yeah, it, it did take um, a few days of contacting what felt like dozens and dozens of personal trainers before I persevered and found the, the four or five I spoke to uh, in, the, in the article. I, know I knew I was never going to hear back from the actors themselves, so I thought that the coaches would be a good, a good way in. Um, but, you did know, you try any actors? Did you reach out? No, I actually, I actually didn't. I, I just thought that there's no way in yeah, hell yeah, that they're yeah. going to gonna speak to me. But, you know, um, I do think that that would be a really interesting... Um, thing to find out, like where does the pressure come from? Does it come from the studio? Does it come mm. from you know within, sort of a, a peer pressure? You know, if you've got a role in a stoner comedy, you know, one minute, and then your agent calls you up and says, right, in ten weeks' time, you're going to play the lead in an action movie, and by yeah. the way, there's a topless scene in it. Do you think, oh lord, I've really got to get in shape like everyone else? You know, I know. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, there's definitely this like omerta in the in the training world until I found these these few people. I spoke to one coach who did uh, Jason Momoa's abs for Aquaman and Henry Cavill mm. for Man of Steel. This guy, Mark Twite, celebrity coach, he read my email saying, you know, well, I thought it was quite polite, saying, would you like to be interested in, in chatting to me for the Gentleman's Journal? And he just yeah. wrote back a single line saying, this is not at all interesting to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's typical of the kind of response I got until I made some headway. Has anyone ever come out and said it? I mean, I, I know you mentioned that Arnie came out, which I suppose doesn't surprise anyone. If you see those photos of him, his veins are the size of my arms, which is always a giveaway, I think. But are there any people who have come out in the modern age and said, listen, I've had some help? Yeah, so um, some people have been busted. Sylvester Stallone was um, detained at, uh, at an airport on the way to shoot one of the, um, one of the Rambo movies. And uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has admitted to it. You know, there were quite a few actors in the 80s and 90s who came clean. But um, no, I mean, the, the closest that anyone in the last year or so has come to admitting it was um, Rob McElhenney. I'm not sure, quite yeah. sure how, uh, that's how you say it, but he's the actor <laughs> from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, he put on loads of weight in one season of the show and then got absolutely jacked for the next one. Um, and he gave a really interesting interview last year in which he said that during his training period, he was visiting his physician two to three times a week to monitor his testosterone levels, joking that this was all just because he's an alpha dog monster and has naturally elevated levels of testosterone. You know, that's because bodybuilders who are juicing need to have their hormones monitored regularly to make sure that they're staying within healthy okay. levels. So uh, Rob is sort of dancing around this issue without properly yeah. admitting anything, but it doesn't take too much to read between the lines to see what he's talking about. It's quite clever because I, if without knowing anything, I would have glossed over that paragraph and thought maybe he's got some medical condition. But anyone who knows anything about bodybuilding, I guess, would have been like, oh, right. That's obviously monitoring means injecting, presumably. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, how does the process, how do PEDs work? Are they getting more and more sophisticated? We hear about, uh, you know, those examples of roid rage when they kind of do terrible things to you. But I imagine they're now quite sophisticated, quite r fast working things. Is that the case? That's how I understand them. I mean, two of the more popular ones that um, uh, won't make you want to punch holes through brick walls, at, <laughs> at least as I understand it, are testosterone and this human growth hormone that um, yeah. Joe Rogan is a big advocate of. And what they wow. do is uh, increase muscle mass and speed up post-workout recovery so that you can fit in more tough exercise sessions than you normally would. Um, and they help, you know, older men uh, who find it harder to put on muscle mass as they age to to pack on lean muscle. So they allow you to maintain that really 
you know, shredded, low body fat, mm. vascular look for a long period of time, which otherwise your body would not be able to tolerate. There's this study that always crops up in uh, fitness forums that uh, was done in the 90s about, that took three groups of men and over a 10 week period assigned one group testosterone injections and weightlifting. Another group training, but no testosterone. A third group testosterone and no training. And after just 10 weeks, the men in the testosterone and exercise group put on six kilos on average of muscle mass. Mm -hmm. The group that was assigned exercise, no testosterone, put on two kilos of muscle mass. And the third group that did no exercise and received testosterone injections saw an yeah. increase of three kilos of muscle. So they are very effective. So you get more just from testosterone than you, and sitting on your sofa than you do from going to the gym, like a mug, like me and you, Harry. <laughs> Absolutely. Get some of this stuff. No, I'm joking. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and but, so, um, you yeah, know, it's not on. like the actors who are taking testosterone are just also chilling because, you know, they are following the very hard workouts that they claim to be. But in all likelihood, you know, whenever someone is talking about their, their workout routine, how they, how they manage to get uh, absolutely enormous for a superhero movie, they're also mm. probably taking some performance enhancers on the sly. So who are the most whispered about examples then? I often hear Mark Wahlberg's name because he seems to kind of go from pretty average looking bloke to absolutely jacked monster very quickly. Is, yeah, is there anyone absolutely. else? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a really interesting um, example actually because he boasted about packing on 45 pounds or 20 kilos of muscle mass in just seven weeks, which is an insane time uh, to get ready for the pain and gain movie, you know, which he was a, a, a fitness coach at a gym. And a few years later, a steroids dealer was busted and named Mark as one of his clients. And Wahlberg, for his part, says that this is all, all natural. You know, he was interviewed by TMZ on the street once and pointed to his biceps and said that's hard work baby and uh which you know reminds me of that scene in um tropic thunder when robert downey jr's character is quizzing ben stiller on how he's looking so big you know yeah. looking all suspiciously at, at him and he's saying you're more shredded than a julienne salad <laughs> i think that's so good um yeah mark Wahlberg. i mean there's um how old is mark Wahlberg then because he must be 50 odd now he's now 50 so he would have been about 41 or so when he was wow. doing paid game so that's, I mean, yeah, that is on the older end of things. That's when Absolutely. you're meant to be getting the beer belly, not the, um, yeah, not the shredded bod. Yeah. So, and who else is there? Who else we got? Um, okay, so, <laughs> we got? Uh, it depends, uh, it depends sort of how detailed you want to go. But um, in his interview where he was talking about his own testosterone monitoring, Rob mm. McElhenney said that Kumail Nanjiani, who's a sitcom actor, oh, yeah. who was now in a, uh, a Marvel movie, was um, also likely to be attending testosterone monitoring sessions for the same. Yeah, reason. his transformation is he was in you know Silicon Valley, a very funny actor, kind of playing dweeby nerds by by definition, mm. and then he suddenly six months later I saw him pictures of him and he looked he looked like he'd been completely photoshopped beyond all recognition. He looked great, but it, yeah. it was it was freakish and it was the veins as well. I was like, where do these veins come from? They appear on on your pecs and things. It's Absolutely, kind of scary. and and that's one of the, the the warning signs, the red flags, perhaps that you can mm. that, that these coaches are saying. You know, um, that's something that you want to look out for. Something like a lantern jaw lines, and that really vascular look where you can see the veins in someone's chest. Yeah. The sort of impact of and and sort of really defined shoulders. These are kind of where uh, I may be getting the science quite wrong, but I, as I understand it, the, that's where sort of you know hormone 
receptors are that, that respond particularly strongly to, uh, okay. to supplement injections, to performance enhancers rather. Yeah, and what are the downsides? Is it, it can't be good for you to be doing that if you're you know, approaching 50, to be injecting yourself with, with just raw testosterone. Yo, know, I mean, um, as I uh, as these coaches were telling me, you know, it can be particularly dangerous if you're not doing this with the supervision of a doctor, and we assume that mm. that anyone who's doing this on a Hollywood level, um, you know, is is there's a team around them to to check that they're doing it healthily. But I mean, anyone doing this without that uh, very expensive infrastructure around them is putting themselves at risk of heart trouble, joint pain, diabetes, and uh, What's called gynecomastia, or nice. you know, male breasts. Uh, okay. So that's that's a warning sign, um, right? To, to to look out for if if you're trying to spot spot it on someone. And then what about the wider consequences? The effects not on the people doing it, but the rest of us watching it. Do you think we hear we've heard so much about female body dysmorphia in the supermodel industry, and that has actually been changed a lot. And now body positivism, whatever you think about that phrase, is. It's much, much better and, and things are much more natural and real, at least, you know, in the mainstream, I think. But at the moment, we still see, you know, Chris Hemsworth as Thor looking completely ridiculous and all the, the leading men still seem to have a six pack by default. Do you think we're, we're kind of in the middle of a male body dysmorphia wave in some way? Yeah, I do wonder about body expectations about, among young men. I mean, um, there's this uh, trend on uh, that's going around on, on TikTok for, for male teenagers to have this Captain America look, you know, the muscle definition yeah. of a much, much older man at the ages of 17, 16, even 15 years old, which is extremely unlikely without performance enhancers. Yeah. And uh, the, the damage that that could do to, to someone long term, particularly if, you know, you imagine that a 15 year old may or may not be taking this without you know, their parents knowing, the doctor knowing, but they've just ordered it off the internet. You know, that, that, that can't be good. I think it's very understudied, but, um, you know, steroid abuse uh, separate to these performance enhancers like testosterone and human growth hormone, mm. um, you know, has been widely documented. You know, people look much older than they should do and they lose their hair at a much earlier age than they should. And, yeah. uh, you know, these, these kids can't be doing their body any favours. Mm. I want a leading man. I just want that average leading man who's not a Seth Rogen, you know, who's not a jokey character. I want the rom-com heartthrob to be pretty doughy. I think maybe we'll see one of those. <laughs> maybe this is actually my time to get into modelling. Finally. Have you considered a Hollywood career? <laughs> uh, all the time. Anytime. I'm available. Um, so is it... Obviously, we spoke about how this comes about and the pressures... Do you think it's in some way justifiable? I, I mean, if these people's jobs is to look amazing and, and principally Hollywood is a visual medium, obviously, is it fair enough that they are using the same trickery of lighting and, and Hollywood special effects, but just on their bodies? Yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting question. You know, it's hard to begrudge uh, actors who to use this very effective tool in, in a difficult job where their livelihood depends on their body looking a certain way. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the actors are particularly fond from what I've heard of, you know, these uh, grueling workout uh, routines that they have to mm. do before before roles. I mean, Zac Efron has spoken a lot about how he despised the, the training routine he had to do for the Baywatch movie, how stressed he was, how obsessive he became. Yeah. Um, but I just don't get why they can't come clean about their, their use of performance enhancers. You know, when they say it's all hard work, it's just a very clever... Um, just a very clever workout uh, schedule, lots of sleep, clean living, loads of protein, you know, that's a lie. Like they, they should be more open about what they're putting themselves through, in my humble yeah. opinion. 
do you think there'll be some kind of grand end game then obviously in sports we've had some huge kind of uh, core celebs when big names have come out and it's kind of cracked the whole thing wide open everyone thought we were just in a golden age of cycling and then Lance Armstrong was obviously doping him and all his teammates up to the eyeballs and there's been stuff in American football and beyond is it the case that someone might break ranks do you think and um suddenly this will all be out in the open I'm, I, I can't imagine it can stay secret in this day and age for, for that much longer yeah I, I, I'm fascinated by this um, you know whether there's going to be a, a, a tidal wave of, of accusations and, yeah. and revelations coming out I mean um, one of the coaches who I spoke to uh, is a woman called Holly Perkins who does do a lot of them um, a lot of the stars uh, gets a lot of the stars ready for for, for the big screen um, she says this conversation is just never going to happen because you know celebrities need to keep up this this illusion that they're extraordinary and admitting that they are juicing would would shatter that illusion. So uh, I, you know, I'd like to see 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 a day when we could you know be be open about about the kind of um, uh, chemical assistance that these stars are getting, but I just don't I I can't see that's going to happen anytime soon. No, probably not. One of the few good things about the pandemic, I think, was how ordinary it made celebrities look when they were just in their homes singing Imagine. That was a real low point. But I just remember thinking... down to earth. Yeah, I just remember thinking, oh, you guys are not just normal people, you're actually quite abnormal, uncool people. And then, you know, all this Oscar stuff going on. I remember Jim Carrey saying two days ago, it's quite clear that we are not the cool crew anymore. And I was like, that's very true. Who would want to be in this weird, bizarre clique in the desert of California with no water and wildfires and living in a kind of 1950s world? This is a bit of a rant now, but maybe, maybe averageness is coming back and extraordinariness is going out. Who knows? We can dare to dream. We can dare to dream. And if that's one thing Hollywood's taught us, it's how to dream. Harry Shookman, thank you very much. You and I are now due our men's health cover, I think. How's your how's your <laughs> fitness regime going? You still got the I've got PT? the testosterone in the fridge. I'm gonna take an injection <laughs> after this. Well, if you enjoyed that episode of the Gentleman's Journal podcast, you'll almost certainly love the Gentleman's Journal magazine, the world's finest dispatch from the front line of luxury, entrepreneurship and style. In fact, lucky podcast listeners like you now get 20% off our annual subscription. Just enter the code POD20 at thegentlemansjournal.com to find out more.